Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by none other than Brian Irwin, two-time state championship coach uh, of the Lamarck Cougars, a former high school head coach around the state. Each and every Monday, he joins us uh, for lunch with the coach, sponsored by Laura Baker over at Keller Williams Realty in the Austin area. Uh, hey, Brian, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions and just start with what you thought of the game, because this is going to be the first time we've talked uh, since uh, that uh, a uh, 31 to 10 win over Wyoming Longhorns kind of explode in the fourth quarter, but man, it felt like the car was in idle for too long. Uh, what was your thoughts as a coach and what you saw? I guess two things, one schematically and, and then, and then one just overall uh, being ready to play. I think firstly uh, with offense, we're, we're just struggling with this, this, you know, this odd three, three, five flyover defense, you know, where guys are just, they're not letting us throw it deep. They're they're playing soft. They're daring us to run the ball against the light box, and uh, we're we're just struggling even versus the light box. Uh, I know we ran the ball well overall, but still in the first half we we were at idle. We were struggling and uh, maybe not 100 percent committed to running the ball. But uh, you know we we've got to figure something out versus that defense because we just we have struggled. You know last year, the year before against this type of defense. So um, I like, you know, like to see us commit to the run when we get that, you know, um, let's go into a slugfest. If they're not going to give us the shot over the top, let's, hey, we'll, we'll get in the corner of the ring and let's just have it have it out, you know. And it, it might take us three or four quarters to to knock them out, but that's okay. We don't need the knockout shot in the first quarter. So uh, that that's one thing. Then just being or not being ready to play uh, emotionally, emotionally charged, uh, the process, maybe reading our press clippings throughout the week, uh, not, not working the process and, and, you know, studying the film and doing the extra things it takes during the week because the, the human being is, is what we sabotage ourselves. You know, we can't stand success. We just can't stand success. And that's just part of it. And we know that going in and that's what we got to tell our team because we know it's coming, but, but, uh, We've got to be able to handle that success better um, and, and, and be emotionally charged, ready to play. Because when we're not emotionally charged and a team like Wyoming, who's a quality team, and they're emotionally charged, it's their Super Bowl, it, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a tough, tough test. And, you know, the more we put ourselves in that position throughout the year, we're going to stub our toe. Uh, we're not going to be able to push the button like we did the fourth quarter. The other night, the guys did a great job of pushing the button in the fourth quarter. A lot of times you can't do that. When you're not ready to play, you, you can't push the button and have some speech between the third and fourth quarter and say, let's go. Uh, this, that's tough to do. It's tough to win that way. Yeah, it, It's almost like a, you said they played three quarters and then played one quarter totally differently. Um, and it, it almost seemed like uh, it was just a tale of three quarters versus one quarter. Yeah. Um, how did how how else did you think about the defense? The I mean, you mentioned the offense against it and their problem against the three high. Rod mm -hmm. Favors, uh, Brian, and you guys have have belabored that Jerry Hamilton as well. Um, that's something that Rod Babers wants to talk about in football theory uh, later this week, and I think we'll, we'll talk about it through the week. How maybe Sark's going to attack that going yeah. forward? But the defense, you know, I, I look I look at the game overall, and you know, as, as a person that. That, that sit there and watch the game. Texas uh, starts out and Wyoming goes down, scores on a big, long run. Anthony Hill took the wrong hole. 
Vernon Broughton got rooted out, and it was Katie bar the door, um, and they're up seven to nothing. But after yeah. that, Texas outscored Wyoming thirty-one to three. Yeah. Um, the defense, uh, while there were long drives, they stepped up a little bit in this game, and and I think uh, really played well. What what were your thoughts overall on the defense? Even though, it, I mean, there were times when Wyoming controlled the clock and the ball. Yeah. Yeah, what I saw, um, even though we we were productive on defense from a scoring standpoint, I saw some guys still not charged up, ready to play. I saw some guys not running to the football, standing around a little bit. Uh, you know, we gave the example last week about David Bender getting, you know, getting knifed against Alabama, gets knocked down, gets back up, runs to the football, gets a sack. I didn't see as much of that. We just weren't running to the football like our butts were on fire. And that's just being emotionally charged. The other thing I saw was their back, you know, yards after contact. He, we, we would hit him for a, you know, one yard gain or two yard gain. He ends up getting four. Um, you know, the long drive uh, there in the third quarter. Uh, they, 17 plays. They, they, yeah, they almost went 98 on us. You know, they almost went 98 on us. And, and we held them to a field goal right there, which was a great thing. But they ate the entire third quarter up. We had one drive, I believe, and they had one drive virtually. Uh, so, you know, that was uh, tough to watch, tough to see. And then the long drive at the end of the game. Also, after we fumbled, I didn't like seeing that. We need, to, we need to finish the game better. We fumbled on offense, and then defensively, we couldn't get off the field again. And we, we still had a lot of starters out there. Yeah. It's interesting to me because uh, it seems like uh, P.K., doesn't mind a death by a thousand cuts sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw yeah. that last year at times. And with this new running clock rule, um, I think it even it, it can hurt. It, it can cut deeper, right? Because yeah. and now yeah. the, the game clock never stops. Right, right. Yeah, uh, they, they play keep away. And Wyoming does a great job of that. Uh, their coach has been known for that for years. Um, his, his pedigree proves that. Uh, I love the way they play. They're physical. They run the ball. Their quarterback played an outstanding game, and uh, they do a great job of playing keep away, and and uh, they manage the clock. Uh, they they put themselves in position the best they could at the half and, and at the end of the third quarter to try to pull one of the biggest upsets of the year. All right, uh, this uh, episode of Lunch with the Coach brought to you by Laura Baker, Keller Williams. Uh, Laura, big-time Texas fan, Longhorn grad, longtime mm -hmm. real estate expert in the Austin area. If you're looking to move to, from, or within uh, the Austin area, Laura is the person you want to call uh, A-plus service uh, and uh, really knows her stuff, uh, knows the Austin area. Uh, I think she's lifelong Austin resident, to be clear. 512-784-0505. Uh, Laura at andyallenteam.com. We appreciate you, Laura. And uh, guys, please give her a shout if you're looking to move to Austin. Hey, Brian, you know, we, we look at this game and – you know, the Longhorns are still 3-0, and so it wasn't all bad, right? right? Um, what were some of the things that were positives other than that the comment you made of pushing the button? What what were some of the positives you took out of this? The way we ran the ball, we you know, that was a big key going into this game. For me, we proved that we could throw it and take the deep shot and stuff like that against Alabama. Uh, we need to establish the running game. Jonathan Brooks, uh, I've been high on him. He had a great game. Uh, I think our running game took a step forward, and, and that's a positive. 
positive thing because we're going to need that that running game to, to carry us in games like this, especially if people are going to play us like this. We need to pound them, and uh, and we'll get our shots when we take them. And, and you know what? That shot may be what it was the other night. It may be a, a one-yard pass outside, and now Xavier's one-on-one with the corner, and he beats him down the sideline. And, okay, fine. You want to play off of us? Then we'll get it out to him right now and get you one-on-one in space. So I really like the running game. Uh, I'd be remiss to not start out with, hey, we won. We won the game uh, because – that was that was a scary game, you know, heading into the fourth quarter, and so our guys did a great job of just going and winning the game, because throughout this season, you know, I'm going to say seventy percent of our games we're going to be really ready to go. The other thirty percent of the games we're not going to be ready. You just you're in, in the game of football. All the years I coached them were around very very good teams, championship teams, even even some you know, average teams, you just can't get yourself ready to play every Friday or Saturday. You're not going to be emotionally charged. You're not going to be a hundred percent, but you got to find a way to win the, win the football game. So I really like the way our guys did that. I like the leadership, you know, going in, into the fourth quarter, it looked like Quinn looked like Jalen Ford pulled those guys together and, and, you know, at least verbally, and emotionally tried to get the team charged. I think that along with the fans and the, and the light show and everything else, that really helped. But maybe, maybe in the years past, when we didn't have that leadership, we didn't do that. We, we didn't see that in between the third and fourth quarter. It might have been Sark trying to do it, you know. And, and the coaches can only do so much. The players have to take the bull by the horns and, uh, and make this thing happen. Uh, get off social media. Quit reading the press clippings. Quit listening to mom and dad. Quit listening to people tell them how good they are and watch a little more film, even when you don't think you need to. You know, don't sabotage yourself. Um, handle success and put in that extra time uh, in, in preparation to get yourself in, in visualization. It's huge, Bobby. Visualization throughout the week, not just film study and practice and all the things that goes into it, but truly visualizing. Are you, are you sitting there laying in bed visualizing? your opponent visualizing uh, your plays, visualizing your, your responsibilities and getting yourself ready to go throughout the week? Or do you say, nah, I'm, I'm good on visualization. I'll jump on social media and see what people are saying about me and us. So that, that visualization piece is huge to get ready to go and build that thing throughout the week. Uh, you mentioned that toss. Uh, I, I, gotta, I agree with everything you're saying. You mentioned that toss out to Xavier Worthy at the very start of that uh, discussion. And it mm-hmm. just makes me think, we've got that guy and you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. on our team, right? Exactly. I mean, that, that, that was a uh, – that showed some freaky athleticism, speed, whatever you want to Man. talk about. I mean, it, he looked like he shot out of a rocket. He did. He did. And he showed up. He, You know, he was competing in, in the return game. Uh, he was competing all night. And, uh, you know, I think all the guys were competing. Just, you know, not quite 100% emotionally charged. And – you know, everybody we play, we know the deal, right? Everybody we play is going to be emotionally charged. We're not going to run into one flat team throughout the year, but they're going to catch Texas when Texas is a little bit flat two, three, four times this year. Yep. If people forget, uh, Brian, these are 18 to 21-year-old guys. Yeah. They're not 30-year-old guys that have been going to work for 10 years and know how to punch the clock and get up every day and, and get right. after it. They're right. still learning, you know, yeah, pro- what it takes yeah. to be, 
consistent. The, di the discipline, right? The discipline it takes to be consistent, which you just said, the, the discipline it takes is huge. And, you know, what we always say with discipline, do what you're supposed to do. When you're supposed to do it, do it the same way every time. So on Monday, do what you're supposed to do, the way you're supposed to do it, and do it the same way every time. On Tuesday, same stuff. So Wednesday, same stuff. And that's where when you get off kilter just a little bit and you think, hey, it's Wyoming. We can handle these boys. Um, I, I can I can cheat the process. I can cheat the grind just a little bit. We can still get this done. Well, then you're not you're not ready to go. Yep. Hey, I have a question for you. Uh, Texas did not have Cedric Baxter in this game. Uh -huh. uh, Jaden Blue clearly is not a, a pound uh, type of running back, and he's your second running back as of right now with Baxter mm -hmm. having been out. Baxter is expected to return this week against Baylor, by the way. Do you think that's part of why Sark didn't push on the running game too hard early? Because really, J Jonathan Brooks is only his number one running back uh, with Baxter out. Um, I, I kind of wonder if Sark said, hey, we need, a, we need to lean on the passing game a little bit early and get the ball outside, and mm -hmm. it just didn't work out. The rhythm wasn't there. What, what are your thoughts on that? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Maybe so, but I think, I think Jaden Blue's, he, he's a scholarship player. I mean, he, he can play well enough to spell Jonathan um, you know, and then Keenan Robinson can get in there and spell, you know, we can, we can get an empty and see, you know, see what happens, see how they line up to that, which, which might help us a little bit versus the, the flyover. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got still enough backs, even without, um, uh, Cedric Baxter in there. Um, I love what we did on fourth and short. We finally were successful. That's, uh, you mentioned that, Hey, this is a kudos to you. You mentioned this, I think, either last week or week before last. I'd like yeah. to see them do some wildcat yeah. of some sort just to mix things up. After the Alabama game, you know, because because after Rice and Alabama, we had failed on fourth down a number of times. I'm talking about fourth and one. Um, you know, we talked about the Alabama deal where we really got lucky once. So I feel like we failed two out of three times. We failed against Rice, and, and we're getting hit off the edge and, and things like that. But when you get in wildcat, you can you can you can run fake to that other back. You can fly motion like we did. You you got tight ends in there. You got extra backs in there because now the quarterback's carrying the ball, uh, or the wildcat or the red cat's carrying the ball, and uh, you take care of the edges and you get misdirection. And that's what I love about it. You, you take care of the ed edges and you got misdirection, and then you pound that thing up in there. And so that's why the Wildcat is so effective. We were 100% the other night. I would have liked to have seen us go to it one more time later in the game. Um, 
and then and then I also love down there on the goal line. We got in the eye formation because that was the other thing we talked about was getting the eye, getting double tight, put a big fullback in there like Byron Murphy, <laughs> and uh, there he was. They got him in there and and uh, they they got him on a play action pass, got the fullback out in the flat, and he got him a touch. So that was cool to see. I, I think great teams have you know championship teams need to need to do that. One good example is later on in the game. I don't remember the exact situation, but it was, I think it was a short yardage situation, and, and we handed the ball to Jonathan Brooks. It might have been his last play, and we were in the pistol. We handed it to him downhill to the right side, and off the off the their right edge, our left side, that end came down and crashed down and hit him for a two or three yard loss. We we've got no way to control that end. We didn't block him, and we're not reading him. What I, I'm not quite sure how we're expected to handle that deal. Jonathan Brooke takes the handoff, and and he's getting hit immediately. Got it. Uh, that's that's maybe something to, to look for. Uh, maybe we can talk about a little bit of that uh, later this week with Brian. He'll join us either for a live stream or coffee and football. He's traveling today, obviously, uh, not at home. So uh, we'll see how he, his time is available later this week. Uh, before I get to some more questions, uh, Brian, because I've got about three or four here for you, I want to okay. say thank you again to our sponsor. Uh, that's Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. Uh, she's an Austin real estate expert, a longhorn through and through. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she tells me often about how Earl Campbell uh, was her all-time favorite longhorn growing up. <laughs> uh, she is a true fan. I saw her in Tuscaloosa, Brian. Oh, she awesome. Travels. Hey, uh, Laura. AndyAllenTeam.com, 512 0505. Give her a shout if you're looking for real estate in the Austin area. Earl Brian, Campbell was one of my favorites, too. I, I've got a picture with Earl Campbell in <laughs> San Angelo when he was with the Oilers when they had their training camp in San Angelo. And I've got a picture. He's got his arm around me, and uh, we went out to see those guys. So that's cool. How, how small were you in that picture? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was I was tiny. Yeah. You were probably the size of his, of his oh, thighs, right? His thighs were huge. <laughs> Hey, Brian, the, the question I had for you on this, uh, Anthony Hill, okay, clearly a very, very talented player. And this mm -hmm. is a coaching question for you, okay? Okay. He makes a mistake early, okay, clear mistake. Mm -hmm. You take him out because Wyoming is in the game. You want to make sure that that mistake doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want him to get down on himself, Right. You yeah. don't want him to think that you you don't like him or some, something's wrong. How does a coach they, – they eventually inserted him back in the fourth quarter, and he mm -hmm. played well. He looked like he learned. Yeah. How does a coach handle something like that when a young player makes a mistake, but you still want him to continue to learn and build back up that process? I mean, what what is going through a coach's mind? Because I that's, the, that's one of the guys on defense you know yeah. for Texas to be its best. He needs to be on the field on third and ten, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, it's ideally you'd like to get him back in there, you know, right away. It's kind of like after a back fumbles, you know, the very next possession, get him the ball the first play, or if a receiver, you know, drops a pass or fumbles, uh, you know, get him get him back in there, you know, the very next play, or a quarterback throws an interception, the very next series, let him let him throw an easy pass, let him throw the ball. You just you know try to get him back on that horse. And get him going again. So I, I know that probably you know him as as an edge the other night was not an ideal situation because they were so tight in oriented and and run the ball oriented. So him as an edge, 
like you played a lot versus or some versus Alabama and being effective there was not in the cards. So being a stacked linebacker is is the toughest thing right now to to be able to do. Uh, play in the box, you know, fit your gaps versus all the different run schemes. Uh, that just that just takes some more experience than you know just lining up on an edge and and beating the tackle and rushing the quarterback. Speaking with Brian Irwin uh, in lunch with the coach this week, uh, following Texas's 31-10 win over Alabama. Uh, Brian, a couple other questions that I think that uh, I want to get to here uh, before I have to let you go. Uh, the or before you have to get going. The the idea that Texas right now is a dominant team. They don't look dominant, but they look really good. Mm-hmm. Is that just part of the maturation process of the program? Because that's kind of what I, I I go back to this. They were five and seven two years ago. Yeah. Eight and five last year. They're trying to improve again. It's Everybody wants it to go from zero to 60 immediately. That's mm-hmm. not how these things work all the time. No, it, it, it's not. Um, but I think it's more just maturation of this season. You know, everybody's going through this. Georgia's going through it. We're going through it. Uh, all the all the t- top-tier teams are still going through it, much less the you know, middle-tier teams. But we're going through that maturation process and trying to get better one week at a time. You know, no one—it's no one's truly dominant right now um, because early in the season, you, you just are what you are. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. There's no offensive lines that are great right now. Now they're—we're we're heading into week four. Where you're going to start seeing these offensive lines really start coming together and gelling, and these teams start taking a leap. Um, so. Uh, the, the great teams, the championship teams of this year are, are about to start making that leap and that, and that progression uh, to becoming dominant. And that's I like that word you used because that's something I was thinking about this morning, that the great teams and even I, you know, studying Nick Saban throughout the years, their mantra was dominate. Dominate every down. Dominate every play dominate every game regardless of who you're playing dominate uh be your best don't play down to your opponent dominate the situation and and the reason he used that word is because he didn't want them playing down to a level that they could still get the victory and 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 you know just kind of inch by just completely dominate every single down and it's a mindset and it's a maturity uh, a maturation process. So, yeah, I think it's part of the process of the program and how we're on this trajectory, but also we're, we're poised to be in the top four. Uh, we, we've just got to keep getting better every single week. We can't, can't stay pat. We have to get better every single week. Hey, Brian, I, I don't want to, this, this is a big question uh, for me and, and something that I've interested in. How do you stop a team from nickel and diming you to death like like Wyoming did? Like, what's the real thought process behind that? Get get plays for loss on first down, maybe uh, do some run blitz early and down. I mean, what what are the what's the thought on that? Um, I think it starts with being a little bit more effective versus the run. Um, you know, they were getting yeah you know, second and six. I mean, second and six is a good situation for the offense. You know, third and two, third and three is a good situation for the offense. We we weren't as effective stopping the run 
uh, preventing yards after contact. Um, they're they're not going to be able to nickel and dime you and control the clock if if they're getting one or two yards on first down in the running game. Uh, if you force them into third and fives, third and sixes, uh, you're going to be able to get off the field a whole lot easier. So I think our run defense uh, needs, can tighten up and uh, limit them to you know one to two yards on first down versus three, four, five. Uh, all right, uh, that's Brian Irwin, uh, two-time state championship coach of the Lamarck Cougars. Uh, Brian, I appreciate your time, buddy. Uh, you bet. Have a good lunch, uh, and we'll get going, okay? Have a good All right, one. all right. Thank you. Hook Later.